I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. I guess I'm Nick Engsted, and joining me as always, my co-host contributor at Mavs.com, the hand washer extraordinaire, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh man, day one of no NBA, and how long will this continue? Um, at least for 30 days, and that was uh, what Adam Silver uh, said today. Uh, he circulated Twitter, and you know he said that on the special TNT broadcast tonight. Which I just love that crew inside the NBA. It's weird how much like Ernie and Shaq and these guys like years ago it was just like laughing stock, and like they would just say dumb things and all this stuff. And now we've seen them still say multiple, dumb things. They still say dumb things, but it's <laughs> still like now we've seen them in like dumb moments. And it's like, all right, I need uh, Kenny and Shaq and those guys to like get us through this, you know? And, uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> the league is, yeah, on a hiatus for at least 30 days. And we're going to talk about it again a little bit today. Uh, some different things that happen uh, throughout today. It feels like going forward, something new is going to come out or be said or something uh, every na- day now. It feels like. Yeah, so if you did not listen yesterday, just know we are not going anywhere. We're still going to find stuff. Isaac and I just had, uh, we had a very, very proper pitch meeting where we sat down, we came up with ideas, uh, we, we had a brainstorming session, a think tank, if you will, uh, and came up with a whole bunch of good ideas for you know the time that we have until the NBA comes back, and we don't know when that is. They'll reassess after 30 days, like Isaac said, that's what Adam Silver said today, so we will figure out until then. Um but we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're still going to stay here. We're still going to do five days a week. Um, you know, We know that a lot of you guys bring us to work with you. And hopefully a lot of you guys are still able to go to work. Hopefully you know, a lot of you are able to um, go you know, work from home, things like that. Hopefully you still listen to us and keep us part of your daily routine. We appreciate you guys. Hope you guys all stay safe, absolutely, uh, and everything like that. Uh, again, and I w- shout out to everybody who listened to us yesterday. A lot of you listened yeah. uh, yesterday, and you know, obviously, it was a it was a big day, but uh, really cool to see uh, the listener downloader turnout. Yeah, yesterday. the count. Everybody that was upset about the pay- about the Spurs game came back, so I appreciate everybody. <laughs> Everybody that came back. It's like thousands go away after a, a huge loss, and then uh, you know they come back. It's fun. It. it was funny to look and see the it went down straight down, and then it went straight back up. So I really appreciate that. Um, so I also want to open this up because I think this is still important, and I appreciate those of you that have reached out. Uh, if you are having to be quarantined, if you're having to work at home, uh, that could be a really tough thing, and to not have interaction with people. Um, to not have somebody you can feel like you can talk to, even just text or DM on Twitter. Um, our DMs are open. So if you're having a hard time, if you're struggling, if you're dealing with any kind of depression, uh, we're not you know, therapists, we're not psychologists or anything like that, um, psychiatrists or anything like that, but we're a friend here to help and you listen to us all the time. And a lot of you say, man, it feels like we're friends, especially on Hot Mic, people always say to me on our, our streams, feels like I know you, uh, and we want to get to know you too, especially if you're dealing with a hard time, and we can help in any way possible, so reach out to us. Um, a couple of people have already you know, done that today, and so I appreciate those that have. 
and we're here for you. I just want to open that up and make sure you guys know that there's someone out there, you know, that'll that'll care about you and, and try to help you out um, by being a friend. Yeah, and we're you know, like Nick said, we've been uh, brainstorming different things, uh, just how we can use this pod. That you know, if it's two weeks, four weeks, or however long, that you know, we realize that a lot of people look forward to a lot of different versions of sports, and not just NBA. There's a lot of people listening to this that you're an NBA fan, uh, baseball coming up, and March yeah. Madness, and all this. You know, all of a sudden the sports world is put on hold, and you know, there's <laughs> you check Twitter, and you know, there's already jokes and memes of like, what do I do with my life right now? And so you know, we've brainstorm things like yeah using how can we use hot mic to schedule some things you know maybe coming up maybe next week one night that we can all hop on together we could do a fun game pod and interact and y'all ask questions and it's coming we're gonna do a hot mic game pod for sure we're not sure exactly what day we're gonna do it um, but sometime next week we'll do a game pod live on hot mic Um, we'll do it around like eight o'clock central or something like that and so everybody can jump on we'll do probably a couple hours of, of games and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll have fun and play and then we'll record our, our actual podcast. And so, uh, make sure you check out hot Mike. Uh, you can click the link in the description below. I'll still keep doing some, um, we'll be broadcasting on there. We'll be using the podcast to broadcast on hot Mike. So, uh, that's still a thing. All right. Um, man, I want to say on the show today, but we <laughs> really don't have a, a huge plan for today. We just wanted to, uh, reconnect and we wanted to, um, talk about the stuff that's already happened. Donovan Mitchell has been tested positive for coronavirus, and it seems like none of the other Jazz members have, which was, I think, at least a positive for you know what they what Rudy Gobert was painted to having been doing, right? If that's a, yeah. if that's a sentence, but the way he seemed, you know, pretty reckless um, about it, and for only Donovan Mitchell to come down with it, I think, is a little bit of a positive, not for him, but for everyone else, um, and then. Man, we're just hearing from so many people about, you know, yeah. so many things. And it just feels like nobody knows anything. And we're all just kind of kind of buckle down and, and wait until, you know, the powers that be decide in 30 days what's going to happen. Yeah, and, and that's – we have hammered this point home, you know, on multiple pods now since this uh, situation has came about that – we're just all living in the unknown right now. You know, Nick and I in our brainstorming thing, we're thinking about different guests and stuff we could have on. We're like, you know, we could reach out to different, you know, a few guests and stuff, uh, some new guests, some old guests. But then it's like, okay, well, we're not really having on to talk about the situation because nobody really knows anything else about it. No one knows like what's going to happen, you know, through it. There's, you know, what we all know right now is, I mean, even Woj on sports center and the most plugged in guy, you know, he's given brief stuff, but he's still just trying to figure stuff out. So there's not really, there's not, it's not like there's a bunch of insiders experts right now on the NBA situation. So we're just all just allowing it to unfold and see, you know, what's going to happen. But, um, man, yeah, like you said, I think one of the things today was, you know, Rudy Gobert has become a target, you know, obviously through the whole situation. And he's become the, you know, the um, scapegoat in a way. The scapegoat, but, you know, like the spokesperson, the, 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 the face. Um, the, yes, the face, the player face for the situation. And, you know, and obviously so because, you know, he, uh, Woj's wording of his tweet about Rudy Gobert and how careless he was, you know, all that stuff. And I was like, dang, like, you know, people will definitely have their opinions uh, you know, on, on Gobert through that. And I uh, saw a jazz, uh, a jazz SB uh, nation blog today that uh, tried to, 
not really take up from Gobert a little bit, but they were getting hammered pretty good online. Um, but I think I don't think. Um, I mean, would you say, agree that both of us think that you know Mitchell's not the last? As far not as the last players in the left. NBA, yeah, probably not. Um, they're still, you know, trying to get tested people and try and figure that out. And I can't imagine with all the time now that these NBA reporters have that we won't know as soon as it happens, right? As soon as, yeah. as soon as you know, one of these guys tests positive. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski's tweet, by the way, if you didn't read it, Jazz star Donovan Mitchell has tested positive for the coronavirus. League sources tell ESPN. Jazz players privately say that Rudy Gobert had been careless in the locker room, touching other players and their belongings. Now a Jazz teammate has tested positive. Woo! I mean, yeah. Call, and, call him out by name. And, you know, I like, you know, I actually listened to a little bit of more ESPN today than I normally knew. I hardly ever watch First Take. And today I had uh, had it on a little bit. And, you know, Max Kellerman you know, actually said something I, I really liked. And since then we've seen Rudy do this. He said, you know, is Rudy, he asked Woj, he says, go bear going to take advantage of this opportunity. Is he going to speak out and be like, hey, don't do what I did and try to help other people learn from his mistakes. And since that moment, Gobert has you know, put out an Instagram post, Donovan Mitchell's put out an Instagram post, and kind of just showing the severity of it. Because I think it, I think it's safe to assume we all have people in our lives that really um, kind of just undersold the um, the importance or the magnitude of the situation. Yeah. And you know, at least I did. I had a lot of people back home that was just like, hey, this is no big deal. But over the past 24 hours, a lot of people's tones have changed on that. And so there is a understanding the magnitude of it but also you know staying positive at the same time and saying hey let's move forward you know we're gonna get you know gonna fight through this and and all that but um I'm curious to see, yeah, what happens. We've seen a couple of soccer players, I think, you know, have, have came out, you know, tested positive from this. Uh, as far as things getting canceled, man, I mean, from MLB, you know, pushing things back, MLS has put things on hold. But the big one right now is March Madness in the NCAA tournament. And, I mean, this is – I mean, that that's, that's crazy to think about that. You think about these college players that – you know, they're all of a sudden their college careers are just done in the snap of a finger. Some some people, some guys on there, well, well most of them will never play professional basketball, or, you know, basketball at that level again, and they're just done. And then you got players that, and this is, I guess we could segue into this if you want to, just a little bit of how this, how the cancellation of NCAA tournament and them kind of um, withdrawing a little bit in, in the scouting departments across the league of taking people off traveling and different things. How the, how will that affect the NBA draft coming up? Let's talk about it coming up. All right, Isaac, let's talk about that a little, a little bit because there isn't going to be a March Madness NCAA tournament, which just is insane to me to think about. I always It always is weird to me that March Madness doesn't start like at the beginning of March, right? It just seems like it's it's March. It should be here, right? (laughs) For for me, at least. Uh, And it it still wouldn't have started yet. Selection Sunday would have been this Sunday, right? This Sunday, yeah. And it would have came up and we would have gotten a bracket. And, man, and now it's just not going to happen. North Carolina's year this year, I mean, at least we don't have to say they didn't make the tournament. Yeah, you can't prove that it wasn't their year, right? Exactly. I mean, (laughs) that, that can't go on their books. But, you know, Obviously, scouting a player goes on for years. I mean, Luca happened years ago when they first, you know, found out about him. But 
there is a ton of stuff that goes into those last few months before a player is drafted. And even going to Luke, you know, going to the Lucas situation. I mean, look at the teams who flew over there to Real Madrid to see him, to see him play towards the end of, you know, his uh, career at Real Madrid. And, you know, the Sacramento Kings brass, that picture that came out of Vladi and, uh, and their owner and stuff like that with him. And, you know, Mavericks, you know, making their uh, due diligence with him and traveling and seeing him and all this different stuff. So like all of that, you know, for the most part, it's probably going to be put on hold, you know, as far as scout scouts going over there, people flying over there to, to see people overseas, but even, you know, using March madness as it, there's always a couple players every single year that has a huge NCAA tournament and it, it, it pushes them up to draft boards a little bit. You saw that with Dante DiVincenzo. Is that how you said? Cinzo? Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> You saw him in him. Massive title game. Now, did that, like, did his NCAA tournament run, did that propel him up into the lottery? Uh, probably not, you know, like, he would probably still have been a first-round pick, but it definitely helped out his stock. And now you're saying, bam, no more college basketball. Bam, for a lot of teams, you know, maybe not sending scouts, you know, here and there, sending different people in the front office. And then you, there's a good possibility we're not going to have anything until the NBA draft. And that's just kind of crazy to think about. We might not see the ramifications of that or know, you know, if teams are going to be less prepared or anything like that. But it does just make it kind of curious that there's going to be a draft months from now. And you're just like, dang, I haven't seen, you know, Cole Anthony. I haven't seen some of these players. I mean, James Wiseman, I haven't seen him play forever. But I haven't seen a lot of these guys play basketball in forever. And now they're getting drafted and stuff. I, I'm just, I'm curious about that side, basketball operations side. Yeah, that's fascinating. And it's not just that games aren't being played in NCAA and they can't watch those specific games. It's that they can't travel, right? You can't you, – yeah. you know, they're not going to send scouts out to go travel, you know, and go see all these uh, players overseas and things like that. And that's kind of wild too to think about that because of all the travel, even that you just mentioned with, you know, going to see Luca and all that stuff and the due diligence that they do um, – Man, and then what does it mean about the combine, and what does it mean about uh, the actual draft itself? And uh, man, it's going to be really interesting to see. And you, we might not see the ramifications of this for a little while because uh, we could see this is a draft with a bunch of steals in it, right? <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah. if this draft has four or five, you know, six guys even that are steals at the bottom of the first round and into the second round, then we say, man, maybe the coronavirus actually had an effect on this, and that you know, a couple of players dropped because they weren't able to be scouted fully you know through the tournament and then even you know scouted in person yeah and obviously this draft is if you follow anything with this draft this draft isn't the strongest of classes you even look at the <laughs> the top of the class you're looking at somebody like james wiseman who you don't know a ton about you have a guy like killian hayes and some of these international guys and anthony edwards and different you know it's just lamello like it's a lot of guys that they a lot of them have their question marks, but there's no Luca, there's no Zion, uh, you know, there's no type of that player in, in this draft. But um, it doesn't even shifting. feel like there's a Fultz in this draft, right? Where Fultz and Lonzo are kind of like the one-two, and doesn't really even feel like we're super psyched about the top guys. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know a ton about. I haven't dug deep into this draft right now, but it doesn't feel like you know. It feels like there's like five or six guys that can go like one right now, and. A lot of it has, I mean, what's what's the pre-draft process going to look like as far as teams, you know, working like working out players and players going to work out for different teams? Will that stuff 
be settled in before draft time like that. Especially if they push back the season, right? Like if they if they yeah. do start the season and it gets pushed back, who said? I think uh, Cuban said that there could be they could be playing games into August, right? <laughs> you could have a team that's like done free agency and you're still you're still playing. Is and that, that possible? And that, that's crazy because you know if they put if everything gets pushed back, then when does the calendar ever reset? Because they would still have to give players times a time off for the off season. So then if you do that, you would push back the start of next season. So then is is the calendar just set? Like when does it when does it reset for the most part? That's that that part is fascinating to me, you know, how it affects free agency and all of that. A question that so speaking of that and teams bringing or them coming back at a, a certain point, coming back from the hiatus. I heard this question, you know, throw out there saying in this day of age of like player safety and where we're at with sports science and all of this, how is that going to play into teams just coming back and just straight up playing? How much of a head start before like an actual game is played? How much of a head start are there? Are they going to have to give teams before they're playing a meaningful game? And even to an extreme of what if, you know, people are just throwing out all kinds of different uh, opinions and different ways that they could, you know, go on with the season. And one of those things that people are throwing out there is like, what if they just call the regular season and then they bring, you know, they start the NBA back with the playoffs whenever, you know, the playoffs could be. That's going to be crazy if you think about it that way, if a team goes from, you know, let's just say a month off or whatever it is to playing a playoff game, the most intense yeah. like environment you could think of. How does that like how does player safety and sports science and all of that stuff factor into that? Yeah, how do you keep guys in shape is another question too. Um, you know, do guys just keep conditioned on their own? Do guys that come down with this? I mean, it, it is a sickness, right? Like it's not like they're going to be feeling 100% um, for a little while either. And so it's interesting to think about when uh, when they do reset. Is everybody just going to be disjointed? Is team chemistry going to be the same? Are we going to be seeing brand new teams that you know, uh, you know? It, and what, what's going opp- what, to separate these te- these teams too? The opposite end of the or the pendulum is going to swing the whole other direction because all we hear about now is how much players play and games played and minutes and people yeah. resting oh, rest and all this rust. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and then. It's gonna and how that affects people's health and players' health come playoff time and they need to be healthy come playoff time. Well, the pendulum's about to swing the whole entire other direction if they take another month, a month and a half off, and then they come back for the playoffs. And then when is the first article that is going to come out and be like, well, they're not healthy. Like this isn't fair for them because you know they haven't been playing for how long. And then we're gonna get all of this science and all of these stories about how that big of a layoff doesn't help them either and how the first time somebody gets injured, can you imagine this? If there's a month and a half off or however, a huge break, they start with the playoffs and somebody gets hurt in like the first few games of the playoffs, people are going to like directly say, look, I mean, they didn't have enough time to ramp up. They've been off for so long. They didn't get back in their groove. And so I'm just, I'm so curious on, what that will look like if the if it does go that route because they would have to give teams i mean what at least two weeks of practice probably i mean at least before they would start back up games i would assume 
two weeks of you're practicing what five days a week like i don't even know what that looks like i know like, what's the schedule yeah. how do you you know how many practices can you have you know they do training camp and preseason we even still at the beginning of the season it seems like people are rusty yep i think i'm like bring team scrimmages you know as, as far as like their own preseason games or um so okay let me ask you this i have a question do we need to take a break yeah coming up isaac has a question All right, Isaac. All right, Isaac. What's your question? So on yesterday's pod, we we were trying <laughs> the to find tease we've ever done. <laughs> that was a, an incredible tease. Coming so up next, Friday show with no games. Um, one of one of the things yesterday we mentioned on the pod was, hey, if you're if you're trying to find any type of silver lining or any type of thing you could try to look at from positive way, or how can the Mavericks take this extended break and make the best of it? It it helps a team like the Mavericks because they're trying to you know come come back and get healthy you know some key members of their team. So, on a non Mavericks angle of this, what teams across the league? Let's just say I know it's a minimum of thirty days. Let's just let's say thirty to sixty day break. What teams across the league does this benefit the most? Does this break benefit the most? Can the Nets be one? <laughs> the Nets is fascinating. They, yeah. They're not going to get Durant back. Like that's not. I don't think that's a thing. Really? <laughs> I mean, How far would they, they have play to push in, this season? If they play into back. August, maybe right. Like if it, if it goes all the way to there. I, yeah, I wonder. It, it. I guess it would just depend on how far they push the season back. I would assume they still probably wouldn't at that point. Um, but I'm looking. At, yeah, like a team like Dallas. Obviously, they have players that you know need to get healthy. What about it? Here's here's a big big team for me. What about Portland? Portland's trying to get Damian Lillard back healthy. He's been unhealthy a little bit. Nurkic, yeah, they were they were supposed to welcome back. You know, this coming week, I think the 15th or 16th. A team like Portland, who's what three and a half games back from Memphis. I, mean, I just can't can, imagine them playing regular season games, right? Like if we come, if it comes back, I just imagine them jumping straight into the playoffs. See, I don't know. I mean, if it's a two, if it's a legit two week thing, or if it's, I mean, not a two week thing. If it's a legit thirty day thing, I could totally see them playing the last ten games of the regular season or something like that. I don't. I, I'm curious on if teams will sign, if teams will want to, or owners will sign off on just starting with the playoffs. Because I, th- I feel like some of them would would view the would view a handful of games of the at the end of the regular season as like a preseason for the playoffs. I don't know if they're in the position to get a choice on this. I guess so. Right? Like I, I just well, I just don't know how that process. No works. one knows. I mean, this is still so uncharted. Like. <laughs> We're waiting 30 days for them to reassess, and then they'll figure out. I mean, maybe they have some preliminary ideas on what they want to do, but we don't even know when this is going to go down. So, But a team that this would impact the most, like a, a rest period, the Mavericks have to be one of them, right? Because of Lucas' hand yeah. and wrist and all that stuff. All the play. I mean, Seth being out, Dorian was just out, Porzingis' knee and everything. The Lakers have to be one with LeBron, right? Like LeBron getting this break. Would you say it positive or negative? It could be, yeah, it could be either because LeBron seemed to be ramping up and it's, he seems exactly. to be playing his best basketball right now. Because that, because if you look at it from, okay, listen, well, okay, we'll go, we'll go back and forth. If you look at it from the angle of like who, who would, is there a team that it would impact like in a negative way? I would look across the league and be like, all right, who's rolling right now? 
Like who who has everything clicking? Who has everything going? And for me, I, I honestly would look at the Lakers and be like, hey, y'all are the best team in the league right now. You're you know, you have a guy that's in the MVP conversation. Um, no, they don't at all. But you, they have a team that's rolling right now. And will a break kind of affect chemistry? Will it affect their on court play? Will it affect somebody like LeBron who is 35 and who is rolling and stuff right now? Will the break help him or hurt him? We've never seen somebody really his age perform at the way he is, which is, I mean, we're, I'm just waiting for him to get old at some point and he just never does, uh, except for his social media. <laughs> but I just, I, I wonder how the break would, yeah, I wonder how that would affect LeBron, but what about Milwaukee and Giannis? Does that help? Does that hurt them? I mean, I mean, getting rest. He's probably, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's been out the what past couple games. He was supposed to uh, be out another game, I think. After after that, missed what two or three games at least. And I mean, it at least helps him get a little healthier. Here's one, Philly. That's true. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have both been dealing with some injuries, and that could super help them get, get giving them some extra time. That is true. I didn't think about that one. That one's I a good one. That. That's a, that's a sneaky team that could come back, and I mean they can they can play with anybody if they're playing at, at their peak. Yeah. Another one, Atlanta. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> have to sorry. get those ten. Got to get those ten games. I... The only reason I care about Atlanta is I just got to see more games from Vince Carter. That's all I need. No playoff push for me. How oh, man, we have to do a Vince Carter like retrospective on this on this pod during this break. I think. Oh, we have to do a Vince Carter. Let's pod. do a full Vince Carter. That's a good idea. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> this is gonna be. I'm gonna have to emotionally prepare for this. Vince Carter, you know, there's three teams in the league that have not won 20 games. The Cleveland Cavaliers at 19 games. Which shout out to freaking Kevin Love. Incredible yeah, gesture cool. by him today. Donating a hundred thousand dollars. To arena workers and everything like that's just I'm hoping more players across the league I thought I saw Cody Zeller tweet out something yesterday about it too saying hey I'm willing to give money towards arena workers and all of that uh, I'm hoping players across the league and owners like Mark Cuban and stuff uh, will will jump on board with that and speaking of Cuban man <clears throat> Mark Cuban and he's been on I think he was on ABC uh, tonight he was on uh, get up this morning ESPN's get up you know, he was obviously doing stuff with ESPN uh, the night before uh, when everything was going down. He is embracing the spotlight right now as far as speaking on it from an owner's perspective and um, kind of leading the charge of that. And I really respect the the angle that he or not really the angle, but I really respect what he's doing right now, what he's voicing. And he's you know talked about on the news stuff of like, hey, we're going to look at the you know, the next handful of Mavs games and, and that these workers would be working. And how can we, you know, still pay them, you know, for these, you know, for these missed games? And I, I just love what he's doing. Something that kind of went under the radar a little bit. I know some people tweeted out uh, about it last night that, or a few nights ago, when the Mavericks game happened against the Nuggets in Dallas, the Mavericks handed out hand sanitizer to every single person who came into the <laughs> arena that night, uh, which was uh, which is a cool gesture in itself too. Like that's, that's who stuff. bought all the hand sanitizer. That's why we don't have the Mavericks anything. bought all the hand sanitizer at Walmart and now we don't have any. 
I do want to read the Mavericks uh, put out a statement today. This is locked on Mavs, so uh, we haven't read this yet. I do want to read this. Uh, this was uh, tweeted out this afternoon. It was sent to all of us media uh, because right now, uh, from a media standpoint of the Mavericks, you know, and covering the team, we're you know just seeing what's next too. And you know, the Mavericks are still you know obviously in Dallas. Um, the league is expecting players to stay in their cities, you know, with the franchise and not doing this traveling and, you know, kind of self quarantining themselves. To our knowledge, nobody, as far as players wise, have been tested at this moment that we're recording this podcast. We don't know anything. I don't. I know I've reached out to a few people uh, that work for the team and stuff, and they hadn't been tested. At least a few people I have I've talked to, uh, but they released this statement today and said, "In compliance with the league memo sent to all NBA teams this afternoon, the Mavericks will cease team activities through Monday, March 16th. This action is being taken to prioritize the health of the players, coaches, staff, fans, and media." Mavericks basketball communication staff will update the media when the team activities commence and there is structured media availability. And then if you have any questions, blah, 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 blah. But so basically everything's going to be shut down Mavericks wise until March 16th. And then uh, I think they'll go from there as far as what does practice look like? What does media availability look like to players and people in the organization? And uh, everybody's just in a holding pattern right now. Yep, and we're trying to figure out. Adam Silver just sent out a letter to NBA fans via email, uh, which is kind of interesting. That's cool. Um, I'll treat it quick. Uh, it says, Dear Nick, that's my name. Uh, oh, hey, as Nick. you know, we have temporarily suspended our season in response to the coronavirus pandemic. We made this decision to safeguard the health and well-being of fans, players, everyone connected to our game, and the general public. This hiatus will last at least 30 days, and we attempt to resume the season if and when it becomes safe for all concerned. If 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 and when that's interesting um in the meantime we will continue to coordinate with uh, infectious disease and public health experts along with government officials to determine safe protocols for resuming games as we develop the appropriate course for future nba games and events we will keep you informed on any changes blah blah blah. tickets already purchased for postponed games will be honored when the game is rescheduled if games are not played or played in an empty arena teams will work with fans on a credit for a future game or a refund. So if you have tickets oh, to cool. games, uh, by the way, it may be you know you may be able to use it in a future game, or they'll just do a refund or a credit for a future game. So not exactly sure. I'm, I'm sure that's a team by team thing. Uh, visit NBA.com for the safest news. This remains a complicated and rapidly evolving situation that reminds us that we are all part of a broader society with responsibility to look out for one another. That is what the NBA will continue to do, and we are grateful for your understanding and for doing. And, oh, and for being the best fans in sports. Uh, the NBA got some flack recently you know, for being too slow on this, um, but I feel like the NBA acted before the federal government did, which I think should get some credit. You know, they shouldn't get all the credit, but I think a little bit <laughs> in this sense. Um, yeah, I mean, if any of y'all work for um, companies or organizations or nonprofits and stuff, uh, I'm going through this right now, of figuring out what um, what do you you know what do you do in this type of situation? And what I'm kind of falling back on is I would much rather be proactive than reactive. I would much yeah. rather be be the organization. Yes, the organization or the business or whoever it is that takes the extreme measures ahead of time and gets to and is at the forefront of this no matter what everybody else is doing instead of being the person that's too late to the party and waits on everybody else and then you're having to be reactive to the situation and trying to figure out everything that's going on and then it's a disaster and so 
I feel like the NBA, I know, like you said, at the beginning it was kind of rocky, but ever since, you know, a few nights ago, it seems like they're being proactive. And and really, the rest of the other professional leagues and NCAA uh, seems like they're following suit from the NBA at this point. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we'll be back next week. We have so much stuff planned. Uh, Again, we'll be doing... uh, you know, game pod live on hot mic. You guys can all join us. That's, that's, that's going to be super fun. I'm actually super excited about that. Hopefully we can do a couple of those a week um, on hot mic. So guys, we appreciate you. Um, we'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.